Everyone hopefully has that friend. You know, the one that crazy shit always happens around when you're with them. This episode is inspired by an experience I had traveling with that friend. I'm going to share it with you and then talk about financial no-no maps. My friend and I went to Los Angeles for about five days of fun. We booked a super cute hostel downtown and got fast to work designing our travel schedule. We arrived and realized immediately when our super shuttle was driving through Skid Row for like 20 minutes that maybe, just maybe, we had planned badly. Arriving at our hostel, we were relieved to see, though, that it was actually as as cute as we thought, and it was also secured. Thankfully, it was about five blocks away from Skid Row, but no matter what, we were going to rally and have a great trip. We decided to grab a cup of coffee at the coffee shop next door and then go for some Californian adventures. The barista had a massive amount of tattoos, earplugs, and was super easygoing. In fact, he really reminded us of home. Then he shared why. You're from Colorado? Dude! My uncle is the mayor of Nederland. For those of you not in the know, Nederland is sort of like a hills has eyes sort of place known for a huge festival called Frozen Dead Guy Days, where they celebrate a frozen grandpa who's really legit frozen and put in a tough shed. Realizing where we came from, he, our barista, was rightfully concerned about our safety and proceeded to unfold a giant map and grabbed a big pen. He just kept unfolding it unfolding, unfolding, unfolding. And he says to us, I'm going to tell you where you should avoid while traveling around the city. Then he started marking over and over again on the map. No, 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 no. If you get on the road and you accidentally turn into this section of town, no, no. (laughs) He basically created our Los Angeles no-no map. If you accidentally drive into this area, no. If you do this, no. If you do that, no. And It was actually a really good guide for us because it kept us focused on where we should go. That was the first of many adventures during that week, including an armed standoff that we accidentally disrupted when our bus driver stopped beside it. That's another story for another episode. That clarity of where not to go sometimes is the best framework to work with in many situations that we find ourselves in. In this episode, I'm going to share some thoughts on designing a financial no-no map so that you avoid being led accidentally astray when making money choices. When I first purchased my home, I was so excited about it. I also discovered that there were so many aspects to home ownership that I didn't know about. How often I would have to do home maintenance, how tiring yard work would be, and the moment moments when I thought that maybe, just maybe, I should have purchased a property outside of an HOA. There was another homeownership experience that I was fascinated by, which was the refinance process. As a first-time homeowner, I didn't completely understand the process and why it was a useful financial tool that so many homeowners embraced. Fortunately, there is a resource to help educate homeowners going through the refinance process. Refiley is a lender comparison tool that helps homeowners find lenders to help them refinance their mortgage. Refiley helps homeowners see and compare different lenders and estimated fees and rates before saying yes to their future home loan. What I really love about Refiley's comparison tool is the following, transparency, ease of use, and accessibility. If you're looking to refinance your home loan, Refiley is the tool I recommend to help you with the lender comparison process, and I am proud to partner with Refiley to share the comparison tool.
financial no-no map is not to be used to punish yourself for spending however you would like to spend. Instead, the financial no-no map is created to flesh out the financial decisions that you will say yes or no to. Also, your financial no-no map helps to create non-negotiable boundaries that you don't even have to think about in the moment because you've already set that clear boundary for yourself. There's no right or wrong with your financial no-no map. It's all about creating systems that help you make financial decisions that make you happy while nurturing your money and don't put you at financial risk. By the way, I'm doing two different versions of this episode. One is here on Michelle is Money Hungry for personal finances. And the other episode is on my Brand Building Lab podcast. That Brand Building Lab podcast episode will share all the things that I'm saying no to financially in my business. If you're an online entrepreneur planning for the upcoming year, definitely give that episode a listen. So what does my financial no-no map look like for the upcoming year for personal finances? I thought I would share a couple of examples. No to spending that makes me feel ethically uncomfortable. By this, what I mean is I don't ever spend my money at or in a place or space that mistreats others for whatever reason. I have obviously decided what those reasons would be. No more under earning. This is an interesting one because under earning is an issue that I've had to really work on because I low key to be candid, have some guilt or have been conflicted about earning more. This month, crazily enough, I'm earning the most I've ever earned in one month. And it's, it's a significant amount of money. And I have to actively work on how this makes me feel, who I disclose the amount to, and how these earnings make other people in my life feel as well. Because other people in my life have made comments when people online have shared that they've earned significant amounts of money because they don't believe it it could happen. And now I'm starting to be at that the beginning stages of really making solid money online. And I'm like, hmm, that's going to make both myself and other people around me feel a certain way. Note not having a big enough savings. This one's painful. Savings is sometimes an area I struggle with. Remember I told you in a previous episode, I'm not a financial expert and I still make financial mistakes. This is an area where I still need to focus. And After what happened in 2020, my goals around savings actually have shifted quite significantly because now I no longer think it's good enough to have like a few months of savings. I actually think you have to have a pretty significant chunk of liquid savings available to you. This is my personal choice. This might not be your personal choice. Notice spending on random things versus yes to experiences. I just don't need a whole bunch of random shit in my house. I don't, I don't need it. My place is small. I don't want it. Um, I'm more excited about experiences. So you may hear about me um, going and doing different things. And that's because that's my priority. That doesn't have to be your priority. Notice spending on bad food. I don't, I just don't eat fast food. It's gross. I don't have kids. Kids love that stuff. I don't understand how adults love bad food, but who cares? It's your money. It's your food. It's your belly. For me, it's going to save a lot of time and money and diarrhea. I actually have never liked fast food since I'd say I was like 21. Like I've, I've always been that girl. So this is an easy thing for me to say no to. So what do I say yes to now that I have my financial no-no map flushed out? And there are other things that I say no to, but I don't want this episode to be a billion minute. Yes to local products and goods and services whenever possible. In fact, I primarily shop local and I really have a system for that. I've shared it before. I love to buy at 
also black and brown businesses whenever possible. The internet actually makes that much easier for me because I do live in Colorado. <laughs> so we do have black and brown businesses, but it is Colorado. So it's not like they're everywhere. Yes to delicious, good quality food. How do I make this happen? So say, for example, I'm going to a restaurant. Maybe I know I'm going to a restaurant that week. I'll just go during happy hour or I'll just check the restaurant's website before going. So I have an idea of what I want, what I'd like to spend, what the tip is, because I tip. If I go out to eat, I always tip. I tip very well. I get amazing service in general. And I will actually link to an episode that I, where I talk about tipping because I'm sick of these weird, low key snobby takes on tipping. If I go out to eat or go to a place that has a service provided to me, I always tip. It's a non-negotiable. It's a no brainer, partly because I'm not always going to them. So it's an easy decision for me to make. Yes to optimizing my trip spending by going to bougie, bougie hostels and using Frontier. I know people who hate Frontier. I've been flying Frontier since I was seven years old. It's actually a Colorado company. It's been sold. It's, it's I think, headquartered somewhere else, or maybe they moved it back here. But I grew up flying Frontier and some of my really um, some of my favorite memories as a child flying were on Frontier. They used to give me coloring books and those wings that they would give children flying on their own. I don't know what they do with kids nowadays who fly on, the, fly on their own, but I just know it was a really positive experience. And I'm short, so I don't have to worry about legroom. <laughs> and yes to not having a super expensive cell phone. I don't care about cell phones. I need it to do what I need to do. I just replaced my uh, cell phone this week, actually, because my other one died. It dies like every three years because of built-in obsolescence. I feel like that's a whole podcast episode. So I use Mint Mobile to keep my monthly costs low because I really don't care. I don't care about having a iPhone. Like I just, don't, I don't care about it. Basically your financial no-no map gives you clarity around what you can and cannot tolerate as you make decisions with your money. Again, for some people that means paying a thousand dollars for a cell phone. We use cell phones all day long. And in the event that we're lost or in danger, it's also a safety device. And while I'm on team Android, I completely totally understand one, why people buy expensive, expensive cell phones and two, why they like iPhones. It's just not me. It's not for me. I don't care. But I did buy a $1,600 MacBook Air cash this summer. Why? Because I use that thing all the time. It's my third MacBook. I've been using them for a long time now, and I am very happy with that decision. I'll have that MacBook, this new one, rose gold, by the way, for probably the next five or six years. I'll be totally happy with that. Maybe you're saying yes to a new car instead of used because you've decided that you feel much safer with a brand new car, even though we all know that it depreciates once it rolls off the lot. But you know what? That's not your, that's not for you to care about. Maybe you're just yes to team brand new car off the lot. That's your business. I didn't, that's Tabitha Brown says that, but it's not my business what you do because I'm not paying for that. It's your business and what you've established as a boundary financially for you and your money. At the same time, you're saying no, you're, you're gaining clarity on what you'll say yes to in your life. While doing this, also make sure that you're making talking points that will help you share your boundaries when people push back at what you say no to. The goal is to get to the point where you feel so damn confident and comfortable about your no and yeses that people won't be able to sway or shame you into doing what they think is 
right or what they want you to say yes to due to peer pressure or whatever their social norms are around their money. Those aren't yours. Those are theirs. Your yes should not harm you financially. Same with your no's. Want to travel business class? Fine. Just don't let it harm your financial bottom line. Want to go to Aspen for a ski trip? Fine. Go. Just don't go broke or return broke. That doesn't make sense. Want to buy truffle salt? Hell yeah. It's so damn yummy. Go get the truffle salt. You just don't want to go broke buying your truffle salt. By the way, I don't love Aspen. So that trip is not team Michelle. I'm more of a Telluride girl. Like if I'm going to go to a place like that, I'm going to go to Telluride, which is much better. Anyway, so how do I make this work? How do I make my financial no-no map work? And how do you make it work? Budget for what you want. Focus on timing. Sales always happen. They just do. Use the Honey Chrome extension because that can help you connect with the savings that you may not know about. Reimagine how you gain access to what you want. I've actually side hustled for a lot of things that I've wanted in the past. Optimize your spending. The holiday season is great for getting bonus cash rewards when making purchases or buying gift certificates. In fact, when my phone broke, I found one on, I found a new phone that was on sale and I was like, this is going to work for me, blah, blah, blah. I had a certain amount of money I wanted to spend and I decided to go in person to pick it up from Best Buy. It's an unlocked phone. I get to Best Buy and discover that actually in person, it's even cheaper than it was online. So you might find that going in person saves you even more money. So I ended up being able to expand my phone's memory and do all the things I planned to do for about $30 less, which was great. Understand that your financial no-no map is flexible. Please revisit your boundaries if you feel like things have gotten out of hand or just have a plan for revisiting your boundaries because things change. I would love to hear what's on your financial no-no map and what you say yes to. If you're an online content creator, again, go to the Brand Building Lab to listen to my financial no-no list for my online business. It may actually surprise you. I've included a link in the show notes for this episode. 